Hey everyone, what is going on? Welcome to the Faith Life and Fitness Show, a podcast designed to bring the faith and the fitness communities together. My name is Caleb Cavasis, and I am a husband, father, pastor, and CrossFitter. And I'll be sharing personal stories and biblical truths to inspire everyday athletes like you and I to live a God-first life. If you're ready, let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome to a special edition of the Faith, Life, and Fitness podcast. I am your host, Kalem Cavasis. I am so excited about today's podcast. We are doing something special. We are live on Facebook right now. So if you are on live on Facebook and you are watching this, I uh, just want to say, jump into the chat. We'd love to talk to you a little bit about as we get into this. But as you know, we drop an episode every uh, first and 15th of the month. So the audio of this will be available to you guys come February 15th. But we wanted to do something really cool here at the show and bring on a special guest. But before I get to what we're doing today, I want to say, listen, follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Faith, Life, and Fitness on Facebook, on the Instagram. You can uh, check us out at faith underscore life underscore fitness. Check us out there, or you can go to our website at faithlifefit.com. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by a brand new supplement that I love, a brand of supplements that I've been taking for a little while now called FNX. If you or someone wants to get into the supplements and are looking for a better way to enhance what you guys are doing in the gym or whatever you're doing, check out FNX. They are amazing. You can go to our website at faithlifefit.com forward slash FNX, and you can put in the promo code FLF, that is Faith Life Fitness Podcast, and you guys can get 15% off of your order. So, hey, let's talk nutrition, something that I struggle with all my life. I am uh, a foodie by nature. My wife is a foodie. We love food. And, but the thing is, it's like, man, it, it, it just depends on what we eat, right? So over the last month, I've been talking about how we've been doing our goals, taking a, a look at our resolutions and goals. And a lot of us have been talking about the uh, the food piece of that, wanting to lose weight, get back into shape. We talked about plateaus. We talked about how do we break through those plateaus, whether they're spiritual plateaus or physical plateaus. And we talked about motivation. And if you have not listened to any of those that we've dropped over the past uh, couple of weeks or a couple of months, Go over, take a look at it. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. You guys can subscribe and like and share. Would love the feedback of what's going on. So, hey, on today's show, again, like I said, we are talking nutrition. And to be honest, I struggle. I struggle big time. You probably do too. Let's not lie about this. Like literally two nights ago, I had ice cream. And because the last 30 days, I couldn't have ice cream because I was going through a challenge. And I wanted ice cream so bad, tore me up, but I love it. And I love ice cream. So not to say it's bad, but we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. But hey, my special guest today, I'm super, super stoked to have her on. She is the director of corporate wellness with SweatNet. She's a level one precision nutrition coach. She's a level one CrossFit trainer. Shout out to 926, my 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 CrossFit box, love them. Um, she holds a bachelor's degree from UNC Chapel Hill, sorry Duke fans, um, in exercise science, exercise and sports science. My guest today, Michelle 
Mudge Norris. Welcome to the show, Michelle. What's up? Thank you Man. so much for having me. Quite an introduction there. You like that? that? Hey, you, you yeah. deserve a special introduction, right? So I appreciate you being on the show. So. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So, hey, thanks for uh, joining the show. I wanted to give you an opportunity just to talk a little bit about you. Like, I, I, maybe a lot of people don't know what SweatNet is, um, sure. but, you know, what got you into this whole nutrition piece? And uh, talk to us a little bit about where where you are. How would you get to where you are right now? Yeah. So, as of today, I am the Director of Corporate Wellness at SweatNet, and that is a uh, too fancy of a title to say my job is to go into companies and try and make the employees healthier. And we do that through custom wellness programs. It doesn't matter the size of the company. We have companies as small as five employees and as large as a few thousand employees. I love what I do. I'm super passionate about it. Uh, I feel very, very blessed to have a career that I'm, uh, that I love. I feel like I never work because you know, that, that saying, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. It's true. It's, it's cliche, yeah. but it's true. But I ended up here because, um, so I was a diver growing up. I'm actually from Huntersville. Uh, I think me and three other people are actually from Huntersville. But yes, I was born and raised here. Uh, I was a gymnast for the beginning of my life, got too tall, and my Russian coach was mean. And so I tried tennis for a second. And um, that was not, uh, I got this daredevil gene from my dad. He's a pilot, skydiver, motorcycle rider. Um, and I needed to fulfill that gene. And so tennis is a little too safe for me. And so I took my acrobatic background from gymnastics and I tried diving. And so that was springboard and platform diving, fell in love with it at like 10 years old. And I did that for a decade. And so all through high school, ended up at UNC Chapel Hill as a diver. I loved it. Um, but my sophomore year, I herniated a disc in my back for the third time. First time was like 15, 18, and 20. And the doctors were just basically like, we really recommend that you don't do this anymore. I saw eight different doctors. They all told me I needed surgery or bed rest. And when you're 20 years old, neither one of those sound very enticing, right? So um, I had a strength and conditioning coach in college who was super holistic. I nannied for his daughter. So I knew he walked the walk because I would go to their house and they had unpasteurized milk in the fridge that his wife would buy on the black market at some barn in the woods. And they had a far infrared sauna instead of a dining room table. And they had these mats under their bed with wires that went down on the ground to get the negative ions from the earth. I mean, it was a whole thing, oh my gosh. Um, but it, it was impressive. And they ate so clean. And so he said, I'll give you another option. You can keep training, keep coming in the weight room, which was really important to me. I love that. Still to this day, I do. Um, we're going to change your diet. We're going to pull the inflammatory foods out. We're going to feed you all these natural anti-inflammatory foods. We're going to feed you nine fish oil pills a day. We're going to do contrast baths. We're going to send you to this chiropractor who's going to do active release therapy on you. And let's just see if that works. And that sounded mm-hmm. a heck of a lot better than surgery or bed rest. And so I did, I bought in, I kept training in the weight room, not in the pool. I, I did have to hang that up. Um, but about six months later, I was almost 100% better. And wow. I never laid in bed. I never went under the knife. And that was the beginning of my journey with food. And I really started to understand the power of my food choices, the power of the fork, so I like to say. And you can really make incredible choices for your body, powerful yeah. choices that will move you in a positive direction, or unfortunately, that will move you in a negative direction. And so three mm-hmm. times a day, maybe some of us eating three meals and two snacks, five times a day, we have an opportunity to make a really healthy choice for our body that's going to move us in the right direction or set us back. And I, yeah. I found that out through my personal journey. Fast forward a decade. My husband, as you know, owns a CrossFit gym. I do CrossFit five days a week. I absolutely love it. And I have no issues with my back at all. 
That's, that's a, that's an amazing story. That was so much in such a short amount of time. Like (laughs) I I stopped. No, you're fine. I I stopped a little bit when you were talking about diving. I did, I did diving one time. Um, literally one time I I thought I was kind of cool. And I went on the big one, you know, like the Mm -hmm. 20 foot one. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Hey, this is far enough to do a flip. Um, probably halfway down, I realized that I made a really, really bad life decision and I landed on my back and float, not even floated. I sunk all the way to the bottom. I thought I was going to drown because it knocked the wind out of me. So that was my diving story. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it again. Um, love the pool. Just won't dive like that. So, but no, that's, that's an amazing story because, you know, I think as we think about nutrition, as we think about what we put in our bodies, sometimes it's not a thought, right? Sometimes it's not something that we think about. I know, um, as you're aware, our, our CrossFit gym, uh, this past month did a, a challenge and it was a fitness mm-hmm. challenge. It, we called it the back at it challenge or get back at it challenge, you know, beginning of the year and talking about our goals and resolutions and all this and that. And there was about 20 of us that, that joined in on this. And there was a lot of stuff that we had to do. I mean, even as the, the worst thing for me was getting the 10,000 steps. I sit in a chair all day trying to figure out, I remember I, I got up one day to go to the gym at like five and I had like 240 steps. And I was like, uh, 10,000 is a lot. And so I went on like a five mile walk after the workout. And I was like, I'm dead. Like, I can't, like, I figured out how to do this, but, um, you know, we were, the biggest thing was talking about like, what are you putting in your body? And Mm -hmm. what, what I've learned, I've done a couple of these, these challenges, but writing down tracking, even just tracking what you're putting in your body is an awakening for yourself. Like you just don't understand sometimes when you just go to the pantry, you don't understand when you go and pick up something, what you're picking up. I mean, you may hit on this, but I know in America, we are just the fast food, get it quick, get it easy. Um, I, I didn't grow up on it, but poor college students eat ramen noodles and those are like silicone, like they're horrible. And my kids love ramen noodles. But at the same time, it's, you know, you know, we'll talk a little bit about myths and and some things like that and misconceptions and in, in what you're talking about. But, you know, nutrition, it's not easy. So let's, let's just, I mean, let's start there. Figuring out what works for you is not easy, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I'm going to eat like Michelle eats. Well, my body may not react to the same way that you eat, right? There are mm-hmm. going to be standards that we should not be putting in our bodies, right? There are a lot of things that we shouldn't be putting in our bodies, but at the same time, there are going to be things that react to you. For example, um, about four or five years ago, I did keto. I was really out of shape, really overweight for myself. I'm five, five. And I look back, I was like 204, 205 pounds at five, five guys. If you don't know five, five short, like, um, and 205 pounds for a five, five guy, pure fat. It was like, I was at 33, 34% body fat. It was bad. My doctor looked at me and said, you have to do something. Um, partly because my health in my family, my, my dad's side has uh, heart disease and stuff like that. And so it was, it was a change that I needed to do. So crazy enough, the day after Thanksgiving, I said, I'm going on keto. 
like I hit it hard and people are like, uh, you know, we still have like two birthdays in December and Christmas. So you're going to do this now. I said, if I don't do this now, I'll never do it. So I did it and I was on it for like a year and I lost 40 pounds and I felt great. I was, it was awesome. Wasn't maintainable. I mean, I stopped, I snipped a piece of bread and I felt like I exploded and I went right back within about six to eight months, close to about 202 pounds. Um, and then shortly after that, I found CrossFit. Um, I said, I'm going to give myself six weeks, a year and a half later. Um, I was there and just, you know, I, I never went through nutrition coaching, but just listening and gleaning from different people, some things that will, that you'll talk about a little bit today. I mean, just some of these nuggets that you're going to give us today is important because those are the things that can change your life. And so Mm -hmm. I can say today I'm 174 pounds at 22% body fat and Mm -hmm. 22 still big, but you're talking a huge drastic change of what I've been putting in my body, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not a paleo guy. I'm not, you know, the Mediterranean diet guy, but I do make sure of what I put in my body. So, yeah. you know, as I want to commend you for that real yeah. quick. I want to say that you said you have heart disease in your family. Yeah. My, on my dad's side, it's like, you know, whether it's heart attacks, heart disease, my mom's side had strokes. I mean, it's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Diabetes runs in my family. It's so yeah. I just didn't want to be a statistic in the male side of my family. So I had to do something. Right, right. And so to um, further that point, Duke, even, you know, appreciate their research. Um, For the last two decades, they have been studying this concept of epigenetics. And basically what they figured out that for a long time, we thought that if because you had heart disease in your family, because of diabetes ran in your family, you were going to have diabetes or heart disease. That's just, Mm -hmm. you were doomed. Sorry, you got dealt the wrong deck or whatever. Um, but what they figured out is that you might have the gene for heart disease, or you might have the gene for type two diabetes, but your lifestyle choices, again, the power of the fork can determine whether or not that gene is expressed. So think about it like a light switch. If you have the gene for heart disease and you don't take care of your body and you're 205 pounds as a five foot five male, and you don't do, you know, exercise, you don't eat right. Of course that light switch is going to get flipped mm-hmm. on and you'll have heart mm-hmm. disease in 10 years, maybe sooner. Well, now, you know, with the power of the fork that we figured out and the lifestyle, <coughs> you can, you can have that gene your whole life and the light switch stays turned off and you never right. have heart disease. And that goes right. to show you the power of our food and lifestyle choices. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but I just want no, to No, Yeah. And I think, I think that's true. And I think if you're listening to this right now on Facebook, again, we're, we're on Facebook live. So if you guys are watching us right now, um, feel free chime in on the chat. I've got it sitting up over here. Um, you know, if you guys have questions or anything like that, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll just preface this. Michelle's not on to give you nutritional coaching today. We'll talk a little bit about at the end, how you can get your own nutritional coaching from her, all of that. But, you know, if, if you do have a question in, of anything that we talk about or want to chime in on that, feel free. And we'll, we'll take, we'll take those questions at the end. Um, and then we'll be posting this as the audio on February 15th. So really excited about that. So, um, Michelle, let's get into the meat of what we're going to be talking about. So a lot of myths. A lot of misconceptions. Uh, you and I were talking about, okay, we could spend hours on a show talking about so many things. And I remember when I was when I emailed you, I said, okay, let's talk about three things. Let's keep it simple for for the viewers and the listeners of what is it, right? What are three things? And and I pose this question. If if I was to say, Michelle, what are the three things that I could be on the lookout? What could I change? What could I monitor in my life? 
right now? What can I be putting in my body or not putting in my body that would have a drastic impact over the course of the next 30, 60 days that could be simple changes? And you email me back like within seconds, you're like, easy. And you had like paragraphs of stuff. And I'm like, you were ready for this. Like you, you knew what you, you knew what it was. So I'm, I'm excited for you to share that. So let's talk a little bit about that. So let's unpack the very first one. Um, you, you gave me one that is one thing. So what is the very first thing on your list that if we could check out, make sure, get off of our list or be mindful of that we're putting in our body, what would that be for you? Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is sugar. Um, and like we talked about, everybody is different, but these mm-hmm. first two things that we're going to talk about uh, are for everyone. I don't care what, who you are, what your body type is. These two things are incredibly important for you. So sugar, we are over consuming it in America. Do you, I don't know. Do you know how many grams of added sugar the average American consumes daily? Uh, me or the average American? Me, average. it's probably like 250 because um, I love ice cream. And I'm like, okay. I like Perfect. sugar is my weakness. Like uh, some people are like, okay. I don't like sugar. I don't like sweets. And I'm like, you're dumb because yeah. sweets are amazing. <laughs> um, like I used to, I used to literally find something to eat so that I could get to dessert. Oh, That's how bad it okay. was. Like, I, I was like, hmm. <laughs> I'm going to have a cracker so that I can go have a whole piece of cake. Like that's, that's how my mentality was because I, I have a huge, huge sweet tooth. So no, I don't know how many grams of additional sugar people, but I'm sure it is staggering. It's 90, 90 oh grams gosh. of added sugar. Yeah. That's what we're consuming on average. The world health organization recommends no more than 25 every day. So we're really knocking it out of the park with that. Um, the American Heart Association echoes that, but uh, separates it out for women and men. They say 20 for women, so they're a little bit stricter mm-hmm. for us. And then they say 36 for men. Mm-hmm. So you choose whichever guideline you want to go off of. I just try and keep it simple and say everybody underneath 25 grams of added sugar. But here in America, it adds up so quickly. There mm-hmm. is sugar in absolutely everything. One serving of Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce is 16 grams of added sugar. Well, let me, let me just say that because part of our challenge this past month at the, at the gym was we couldn't, we could have the sugar, so to mm-hmm. speak. So if something had sugar in it, mm-hmm. natural sugar, whether it be uh, a piece of fruit or something and the line mm-hmm. item on the nutritional thing said sugar, two grams, mm-hmm. yep. the line item that we had to look at that we could not have mm-hmm. was includes additional sugars. And then whatever that gram was, we had to be at zero. Mm -hmm. I did not realize how hard Mm -hmm. that was like a piece of bread. You know, it's got a little bit of sugar in there, but it's like extra sugar, your creamer for your coffee. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's so when you're talking about like all the sugary stuff, that's like, oh yeah, I can eat that. It is the smallest things that have the added sugar that we don't Mm -hmm. understand that adds up to those 20, 30, 60, 90 grams of added sugar that really just sit there. Yeah. Even dried fruit, added sugar, there's natural sugar, of course, in fruit. And then mm-hmm. you look at the dried cranberries from Aldi that I accidentally bought one time, 27 grams of added sugar. I'm like, are you what? like per cranberry too? Like, but like, like but, yeah, one. Probably, you just want to taste. You're like, I just ruined my diet today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm over my sugar for the whole day. Right. Right. Um, but things like sports drinks and soda, I mean, we're getting mm-hmm. more than our sugar for the entire day when we're having one of those one Gatorade or one Coke mm-hmm. or whatever. 
Um, so sugar, it's, the reason it's so awful is one, it's incredibly addictive. So it lights up the same receptors in our brain as a stimulant drug does. So it keeps us coming back for more. And unfortunately, the food companies know this and they don't care about your health. They want your money. And so one, we all know the processed food industry is booming right now. You go to Best Buy and you check out and there's processed foods that line the checkout line. Typically, it's eye level with our kids, which is just it should be illegal. Um, and all those foods, they would not be palatable if there weren't a million grams of added sugar in them. A cliff mm-hmm. bar, something that we think of as healthy between 16 and 19 grams of added sugar. Unless you're buying the cliff way bar. I really appreciate that they made that five grams of added sugar. Um, but it's in everything. And the reason it's so bad is because we're over consuming a little bit of sugar here and there especially in the form of honey or coconut sugar, our body really Mm -hmm. recognizes that and knows what to do with it, turns it into energy. Um, But it's, but it's when we're over consuming it. So often the pancreas is overloaded with too much sugar. The pancreas Mm -hmm. then releases insulin. Insulin is a fat storage hormone. And so then it tells the body to store that sugar as fat. So Mm -hmm. when we're supposed to have 25, we're having 90 grams every day. We're constantly telling our body, Hey, store this as fat, store this as fat, store this as fat. Now we have this obesity epidemic in our country where we have more individuals that are obese compared to individuals that are overweight. For the first time in history, we've got 35% of the population obese, 34% of the population overweight, and the minority of the population at a healthy weight. Mm -hmm. And I understand BMI is not the healthiest way to measure weight, but for the general population, that's that's an easy way to do it. Um, So if we can... Yeah, and two, to think about... You know, some of the misconception about stuff like that, especially with whatever we put in our body is I'll eat like crap and then go to the gym. Well, yeah. you're, you're almost kind of, it's like trying to swim upstream mm-hmm. in a roaring river. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel like you're doing something, but you may be laying in bed, eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's no judgment to anybody that's doing that right now. I would love a pint of Ben and Jerry's right now, but anyway, we're not talking about that. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like, if that's, if that is, and some people do have real true emotional issues and ties, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to overskirt that at all. Listen, you know, if you're struggling with this, this is not something that we're going to say, oh my gosh, woe is you and you're terrible. There are, there are things out there that can help it. Really what we're talking to, the, the, the people that we're talking to right now are the people, I, I think like me, that know and can control it. I'm the idiot that walks by the piece of cake and eats it just because. Not because I have an emotional tie to it. It's because it's good. And I can't get away from it. And, you know, it's all over the place. And so, listen, if you guys have some, uh, you know, emotional ties, things like that, we're not talking about that right now. Those are some real serious things that, uh, you know, that God can help with, that, you know, people can help with in that um, with the right help. So I just want to make sure that as, as, as you as the listeners are listening to this or watching this, that, you know, there are so many things tied to nutrition. We're hitting on one side of that right now. So make sure that you don't kind of misconstrue that, you know, if you are sitting here watching this and you feel like, you know, you're out of shape or, or obese or something like that. And it's not like a judgment against anybody. There are things that we can do today, you know, that, that, and, and what Michelle, what you're talking about is what we can do today to make a conscious effort 
to start the process of change. And I think that's what we need to do as a process of change. So, um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, I it just felt oh. kind of really compelled to, to share that with the listeners and things like that. No, of course. And look, our country doesn't set us up for success. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, if, you know, back when in the days where we were going to an office, uh, if you left your house in the morning with no food, your options for healthy food compared to unhealthy food, it's like 10 to one, 20 to one, 30 to one. Mm-hmm. You, if you don't leave your, I mean, at least in the morning, if you can leave your house with an RX bar or a bag full of almonds or something, you're doing yourself a favor because your options. Otherwise we have, we have fast food on every corner. You can run in a convenience store and get a candy bar or a, a protein bar. That's the that's the protein bar, but really, really works. is a candy bar. Yes. The vending machines. Um, I mean, so we have to make a conscious effort to navigate this unhealthy world. And it's a lot harder to be healthy than it is to be unhealthy, unfortunately. And I Mm -hmm. hate that for our society. Mm -hmm. And so one other thing that I want to talk about with sugar is when we, you know, we spike our blood sugar. So say we wake up in the morning and we have a brown sugar cinnamon pop tart and a glass of orange juice. Our blood sugar goes straight up. All right. And following the straight up, we have the straight down. And at the bottom of that roller coaster ride, we crave more carbs. We crave more sugar. We're cranky. Mm -hmm. We want to take a nap. Maybe we want caffeine. And so we fulfill that craving with some more carbs. Maybe we have some peanut butter crackers and another cup of coffee. And we go right back up on our, Mm -hmm. on our roller coaster ride. And we do this all day long as Americans. And what the latest research that has shown over the last couple of years, they've been really researching longevity. So how long you live, but having a good quality of life at the end of Mm -hmm. life. They're showing that the fewer times in your life you spike your blood sugar, the longer you live. Hmm. So if that's not compelling to maybe skip dessert once or twice more a week or just cut back on your sugar intake so we keep our blood sugar more steady or we just have one less spike, we're Mm -hmm. adding time to our life. Yeah. And so for those of you with kids or grandkids, think about them and think about the choices that you're making and how it impacts them. And hopefully that can compel you to, you know lessen our sugar intake. Yeah. I I think that's huge because that's one of the reasons why it it was on my heart to do what I'm doing. And a couple of reasons of, you know, getting back into shape. It was my kids. You know, I don't want to be, I'll be 44 years old this year. I don't want to look back at 50 years old. Um, My family by, by mid fifties, most of them have had heart attacks, you know, and I don't want to be a statistic. Um, as I look back at the family, you know, most of them, you know, ate things and did things that probably didn't help. Like what you're talking about, that it's, Mm -hmm. it's the engine that keeps it going. Um, I I don't, listen, if it's going to happen and that's what God's plan is for my body, because it is, we all know that our bodies are just temporary. They will deteriorate at some point in life. I don't want to help it. I, I said to myself, I listen, if, if my body's going to give way, it's going to fight like crap to give way. I'm not going to allow it to, I'm not going to give it the keys to the, to the, to the mansion or to the engine and start, you know, going faster than it should. I'm going to do whatever I can. And if that's working out, if that's watching what I eat, things like that. And what I've realized with, with the sugar intake is I have found alternatives that are, mm-hmm. um, can hit that sweet tooth. Um, you had mentioned something to me, oh man, it's been several months ago that you eat two cookies I a do. day. Mm-hmm. So for us sugar fiends over here, <laughs> can you, can you talk to me about that? Like, can talk to the listeners about what is that for you? What are your cookies look like? And what does that do for you? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, for sure, am human just like everybody. And I love chocolate chip cookies. That's my favorite thing. And so I eat two paleo chocolate chip cookies every night without fail. I travel with them. I mean, it's, it's probably not good, but um, they're made with almond flour, coconut flour, coconut sugar. I have the amount of coconut sugar I put in them and then dark chocolate chips. And there's other ingredients. I can share the recipe with you guys if you're interested, but that is something that I look forward to. It, it allows me to have that sweet without completely falling off the wagon. And a lot of times when we deprive ourselves completely from having anything exciting. This kind of goes to our third point that we are going to talk about today, but we, we fulfill that craving and then we're done. We we're good. We can move on Mm -hmm. instead of just constantly thinking about what you can't have, just give your body the healthier version of that. And your body feels really good. You don't have the crash, the spike in the crash. Um, and you can do it more consistently when you're, when you're opting for the healthier version versus the full sugar (laughs) version. Yeah. And I I was going to say something like, you know, don't, don't neglect yourself from what I would call a cheat meal or a cheat item. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let that cheat item be every day. You know, like I'm like, I'm going to hold myself to maybe a cheat item a week, you know, and, and that I'm going to look forward to it because, you know, there's going to be things, but I'm not going to eat like a full carb rich pasta meal and then turn around and eat like a slice of cake and drink a Coke and, and make this, this whole big deal. But I may eat well most of the day and then have mm-hmm. my cheat item. And again, I'm, I'm kind of skipping ahead. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but that is something like what you're talking about with your chocolate chip cookies. It keeps me looking forward to something mm-hmm. like I am not depriving yeah. myself. It's when you deprive yourself of so much then you crave it even more. By the way, shameless plug, go back to the episode called Cravings. And we talk about what our physical and our spiritual cravings are. And uh, I, I said the term, what you feed upon is what you crave. Mm-hmm. If it's sugar, your body tends to naturally start to crave the sugar. If it's the salty, if it's the pastas, whatever it is, your body mm-hmm. starts to crave it. And it takes a while for you to change mm-hmm. that craving, you know, same thing with your spiritual life is whatever you crave upon. So, um, shameless plug for an episode, um, go back and check it out. It's called cravings. Um, so sugar, we talked about sugar, love sugar, all great things in moderation. But, um, so what is the second thing that you say, okay, guys, you're listening to this, you're watching this right now. What is it? If you were to change this, what's your second item? Yeah, I think everybody knows the dangers of sugar. Maybe not, they don't understand the prevalence of it, but this one is something that people might not have heard of before, but um, processed oils. So I don't want to get into the weeds too much of the science, but I'm going to try and keep it surface level. Anybody who took an eighth grade biology class will probably, may, maybe, maybe be able to think back about- If we your, paid uh, attention, right? If, if we paid, paid attention. attention. Yeah. Um, okay. So we all have cells, right? We're made up of trillions of cells and every single one of those cells on the outside, think about it like a gate and that goes around the outside of each cell is a phospholipid bilayer. Lipid is another name for fat. Um, and so that gate is really important. Its job is to protect the cell. It controls what goes in the cell and what comes out of the cell. All right. So you can imagine that's a pretty important role, right? So mm-hmm. when we eat for so long, we were told, okay, you can't have fat. Fats make you fat. Well, we got that really wrong. We need fats. We absolutely need fat to function, um, but we need to make sure we're consuming the right kind of fats. And so they need to come from whole food based 
sources versus these processed oils that again are making their way into these processed foods. They're mm-hmm. very inflammatory and our body really doesn't recognize the difference. So soybean oil, for example, that's a really processed oil that causes inflammation in the body. It's an omega-6. Um, we've all heard of omega-3s as the healthy fat. We're eating too many omega-6s these days and not enough omega-3s and that causes this inflammation storm in our body. So we're getting omega-6 from something like soybean oil. The average American actually is getting about 10% of their calories every day from soybean oil. Uh, Caleb, do you have soybean oil in your pantry? No. No. And and most of it, if I were doing a presentation in front of a room of 100 people, I'd say, raise your hand if you have soybean oil in your pantry. And I've never had a hand go up. Uh, people don't realize. They even know that was a it, thing. It, yeah. Ex- okay. There you right. go. Yeah. I, so it, yeah. It's in so many of our processed foods and our restaurants are cooking with it because it's really cheap. And so we're spending more money at restaurants than we are at grocery stores for the first time in history. So that's why we're getting so many of our calories from soybean oil, not even Mm -hmm. realizing it. It's one of these inflammatory oils. So you're eating it. Your body recognizes it as a source of fat. And then it uses the soybean oil to make these phospholipid bilayers. Mm -hmm. All right. So from a cellular level, we're setting ourselves up for disease because it's like trying to build a house out of foam bricks. They look like bricks. I can build a house out of them, but then when it comes time to do the job to support the cell, to control what goes in and out, it doesn't work properly. Versus Mm -hmm. if you've got your fat from something like an avocado or a raw almond or a grass-fed piece of steak, um, that is going to be a really healthy source of fat to build a healthy phospholipid bilayer to set you up for success down the road. Mm -hmm. So from a cellular level, we need these healthy fats. So uh, these processed oils are things like soybean oil, canola oil. For a long time, we thought that was a healthy one, but it's pre- predominantly omega-6s and can cause inflammation in the body. They can also irritate our gut and cause a leaky gut. We don't have to get into that today. Peanut oil, corn oil, vegetable oil, all of them, if we can minimize those, mm-hmm. that's going to do our body a huge favor. So what kind of oil should we have in our pantry? I'm looking at my kitchen right now. <laughs> I'm looking at the avocado oil, the avocado oil spray for the pan, coconut oil, ghee, um, they make walnut oil, which is okay. Even grass fed butter is going to be a better fat to cook with compared to something like vegetable oil or canola oil. So if you're so baking, what about uh, olive yeah. oil? Like I know there's, and maybe I'm wrong with this. I don't, I don't follow a lot of the science with it, but I hear like the extra virgin olive oil is really good. So is that a myth or is that correct? Because then there's also stuff out there that coconut oil is like of the devil and it will kill you. And then there's people out there that says you need more coconut oil. And, you know, because, and here's the thing, here's the reality. What we read, we can read whatever you're saying. We can read just the opposite Mm -hmm. somewhere else. And it's, it's, it's about being guys, it's about being informed. It it really Mm -hmm. is. And like with anything in our lives, like you can flip on the TV on one channel and get one one set of views and on another channel, get another set of views. So, you know, I've always lived the life of back my eighth grade biology, if I paid attention, but if it was a solid oil, it probably wasn't good for you. Like, you know, when you're talking about margarine, which is basically molded plastic in a tub, um, you know, as opposed to like Crisco and lard, like, but let me just say something, somebody cooking a pie with lard, Yo, I mean, like we, uh, uh, our pastor friends up in New York used to cook with lard when we first got there and that's such some good food. But I know, I know folks, listen to me, 
lard is not good for you. Tastes good, but it's not good. So like the myth of, you know, whether olive oil is good or is it a solid that turns into a liquid, is that good or bad? Because even coconut oil can turn into a solid. So not to get too sciencey on people, but can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So olive oil, yes, olive oil is really good. Uh, it just has a low smoke point. And so at a certain temperature, it's going to denature and become a little bit less healthy. So if we can use that for things like salad dressings, or just if you want to dip your food in it or drizzle it on your food or on your Ezekiel bread with avocado, mm -hmm. that's absolutely fine. But if we're cooking and we're heating it, we want to stick with something like avocado oil, coconut oil, ghee, or grass-fed butter. Okay, okay. so those have that's higher smoke points. Mm -hmm. um, ghee, for anybody who doesn't know, it's clarified butter. So like myself, I don't eat any dairy. Uh, I just know that it's inflammatory for me. And so ghee, it's butter that's been melted down. The milk protein comes to the top. They skim the milk protein off. And what's left is ghee. So and that's spelled G-H-E-E, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you anybody wants to look anywhere. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it from Aldi. <laughs> um, Hey, yeah, I, there's, there's no shame in shopping at Aldi. Aldi's got some good yeah. stuff. Lidl is the same place. We like, we go both places. Great. Cause the other misconception is, and you and I had this conversation maybe a week or so ago that it's more expensive to eat healthy than it is to eat unhealthy. And part of there's some truth in that part of there is just knowledge, right? Because mm -hmm. what you're saying is fast food. You can go to Wendy's and get the four for four, you know, mm -hmm. yeah good food to the degree, it's going to taste good because it's going to hit those, those points of what you want. But at the same time, if you continuously eat that, it's going to be terrible for your body. You know, if you're mm -hmm. eating that once every month or something like that as a treat, it's not going to kill you. But if you're eating that every day, then go watch Supersize Me. That's an old show, but go watch Supersize Me. And yeah. you will find out that, you know, eating food like that on a regular basis will end up killing you. Um, but, you know, it's cheap to eat that way. You know, when you talk about these fast food restaurants that are just quick serve and it's a dollar menu and you've got $5, you go get five items. Well, those five items should be enough calories for like three days. But if I go to Whole Foods or Fresh Market or Earth Fair or any of those, man, those prices get a little bit more expensive. And so people start to weigh that, but there's trying to figure out what are some alternatives, right? So thinking about avocados, I love avocados, right? So finding that instead of something that may cost a little bit more, you can go get avocados for like two for five and you just got to eat them quick because they're probably really right, but they're really good for you. Um you know, and finding different ways to be able to um, switch up your diet just a touch. And here's what I want to tell everybody listening and watching right now. Changing your diet is not like cold turkey. There are some things that you can change immediately right now that will start the trend. Just like when you go to the gym, just like, and I'm going to turn to spiritual real quick, just like when you talk about um, your spiritual life, you know, no one is telling you you have to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in a week so that you can be spiritual. No one's telling you you have to to pray for you know six hours a day and wake up at the crack of dawn and do nothing but fast and pray all all day long. You start somewhere, 
right? It's, it's stepping your foot into the church. It is, you know, maybe buying the Bible for the first time. Maybe it's downloading the Bible app and reading a scripture. The same thing happens with our diet. You've got to start somewhere. And if that is cutting back on the amount of sugar, looking at the labels, my goodness, that will scare you straight when you start looking at labels, what's in there. If you can't pronounce, I know you probably will say this. If you can't pronounce what's on a label, you're in trouble. Like if it's not something that you can say, oh, I know what that is. If you have to get Google out and figure out the chemistry formula for an item that's in your food, that probably should not be in your body. Mm -hmm. And I can't pronounce half of them. You know, the auxins, you know, all of those, you know, the ones that are like real scientific uh, that are on there. So, but it's starting somewhere. So do Mm -hmm. something today. Take this challenge right now. If it's processed oils, if it's you are cooking with Crisco and you need to go out and buy a bottle of olive oil, right? Or you need to go buy some olive uh, or some avocado oil or, you know, go and see some grass-fed butter. It's not like clearing out your refrigerator today because you're going to be like, I can't afford to do that. No, you can't. Most people can't. But you can afford to replace things that you're out of with better options. And I think that is I think that is a place where we need to start. And you know, you you've given us two great things. You know, that process oil, um, watching what we cook with, um, watching the amount of sugar that we're eating. You know, and yeah. so um, anything else on the process oil piece that you want to to share with the listeners? No, I think if we can just start, like you said, flipping over ingredients and looking at what is in. And what it, whatever it is, whether it's the goldfish you're feeding to your kids or Cheez-Its that you like mm-hmm. to sit on the couch and eat. I mean, even things like popcorn, which really aren't that bad for us, but when they're coated in something like canola oil or peanut oil, that's where we're taking something that really isn't too bad and we're making it unhealthy. And so if we can, I do a lot of shopping on Amazon. So if you put in popcorn and olive oil or popcorn and uh, avocado oil, you can buy a healthier version. You just mm-hmm. have to get a little bit more creative with it. Uh, and if we can, like I said, you can't, logistically take it all out, but if we can minimize, you're going to be doing your body a favor. Yeah. So, um, it's just starting somewhere guys. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we'll talk a little bit about how you can get in touch with Michelle, uh, at the end of the show, if you are interested in getting some more one-on-one, um, time with her and, and setting up some of that, she does offer those services for, for folks. So we'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the show. So the third one, kind of my favorite, uh, as, as you're getting ready to talk about this, I know a little bit about this. My wife does this. Um, and I, I want to hear, so we've talked about sugar. We've talked about mm-hmm. watch what you're cooking with, the process oils and things like that. And your number three option for us to, if we had, a, if we could change right now, what would that be? All right. So we talked about two things that we're trying to take out or avoid. And so sometimes I can get overwhelming and just, I, I don't know what to eat. I don't know. Like you mm-hmm. tell me two things I can't have that seem to be in everything. But the, the reality of it is if we can live our lives with the 80-20 rule, so 80% of the time we're on the wagon, we're passing on the sugar, or we're opting for the paleo chocolate chip cookies instead of the regular ones, and we're cooking with the avocado oil, 20% of the time our body is an amazing machine and it can deal with insert whatever cheat 
or splurge you want to put. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. and a lot of people say, oh, in moderation, in moderate, yeah, I eat healthy, but I have some things in moderation. And then you really break it down and it's they think it's the 80-20 rule and they're doing the 50-50 rule. And you're like, no, nah, you're not really going to gonna make it anywhere with right. the 50-50 rule if we, so if we um, really think about 80-20. So if you eat three meals a day, seven days a week, 20% of that would be four meals a week that would allow you to have kind of whatever you want. If you want to have the pasta or you want to have the garlic bread, if you want to mm-hmm. uh, what, insert whatever your favorite meal, fried chicken, favorite meal is. Um, but that doesn't mean you get four cheap meals plus four desserts plus four extra alcoholic drinks. We got to we gotta spend our 20% um, and, and keep it at 20%. So if you want to have dessert, like a true dessert four nights a week, but eat all of your meals healthy, that's fine. Have mm-hmm. a piece of cake four nights a week, but everything else is reined in. So um, with that want, being yeah. said, because here's here's the dilemma that I think some people fall into in this 80-20 is portions, right? Because I can eat 80-20 and my cheat meal is like two and a half pounds of pasta. Well, that's not 20%, guys. Like that's like, you know, the the half gallon of Ben and Jerry's is not a dessert. That is like what you should be eating for a month. Like, but, and yeah. that's, and that's me. That's, I, I'm I'm just being real. It's like mm-hmm. when I get to my, to my dessert, I want to enjoy every last bite of it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm a frozen custard fan, so I love mm-hmm. my ice cream and I eat Andes uh, here in Concord. Love it. My kids were like, "You are obsessed with it." Um, that was my treat after our challenge. I said, "Okay, I'm going to go get my Andes." And my kids are like, "Man, it's been a minute since we've been there." I'm like, "Yeah, I've been on this this." this trip here for the last 30 days and I can't do it, but I I got the large, but again, that may be the only thing I eat like that until maybe Sunday for the Super Bowl, Right. Mm -hmm. So I may have some extra treats, but if I'm going to do that for myself, I may not eat pizza for my meal at the Super Bowl. I may eat wings, Mm -hmm. right. And do a little bit different. Now, again, got to be careful with the wings, are they dipped in a whole lot of barbecue sauce and stuff like that? Or are they just plain with hot, a hot sauce on there? Cause I did keto for the 30 days. So hot wings were like my favorite friends, um, you know, and then, you know, eat maybe a salad or some, some vegetables to go with that. And then maybe have some cake later, you know, instead of like, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat a half a pizza. I'm going to drink some, you know, diet Coke and mm-hmm. all of that. And then, and I'm going to get to dessert because this is my 80, 20 meal. No, like it's all in moderation. It's, it's, what am I going? It's, it's kind of what I would call in the, you know, the economic terms is the opportunity cost. What are you giving up to get? Mm-hmm. What are you willing to sacrifice today in order to eat that ice cream or that piece of cake? Or, you know, some people say that like in an Oreo container. So I love Oreos, but like one side is a serving. Like they should change that on the back of you're laughing at me right now, but on the back of the Oreos, it should say serving size, one sleeve. You can't stop it. Like it's like Pringles. You can't stop it. Like two Oreos who stops at two Oreos. I stop when my milk is gone. And so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's bad. Like, so if you're listening, do not take my advice, take hers. Um, because 
yeah, don't, don't listen to me. Um, anyway, so I just wanted to say like, you know, when it comes to the 80, 20 rule, it's, it's really portions too. When you're talking about mm-hmm. what you're putting in your yeah. body, making sure that you're not going completely overboard on that 20%. So sorry to interrupt. Right. No, that's okay. And just be honest with yourself. I have people all the time that come to me, I'm doing the 80, 20 thing. It's not working. I'm not reaching my goals. I don't feel better. I, and then I'm like, all right, write down everything that you eat this week. And then they turn it in and it's like, guys, okay. Yeah, you're getting your vegetables and you're eating some avocados, but that's about half the time. So just, you know what you're eating, uh, mm-hmm. you know how much you're eating of that. Just be honest yeah. with yourself and, and do, your, do the best that you can. And it takes time. Over time, you're going to crave sugar less. Like we talked about, sugar is really addictive. And so mm-hmm. the less you eat it, the less you want it. Um, I, I recommend people to do just like Caleb just did 30 days of no added sugar at the beginning, um, because that retrains your taste buds to really mm-hmm. appreciate the natural sweetness found in fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. We need so much sugar these days to be satisfied because it's in everything. And so if we can just retrain our bodies to appreciate a little bit from paleo chocolate chip cookies, then mm-hmm. we can get the satisfaction we need without having to eat a large ice cream from Andy. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I did find, I, I, I'll tell you a couple of things that I found. So one, I never, ever, you asked me a year ago, I would never drink black coffee. I thought it was the worst thing in the world. Um, what's worse than black coffee was decaf coffee um, because decaf coffee is nothing but dirty water to me. Um, there is no absolute reason unless you have a medical condition that cannot have caffeine that you should be drinking decaf coffee. Like, I'm sorry for all of the decaf coffee lovers out there. <sighs> decaf coffee is from hell. It's horrible. There's no reason. It's like it's placebo. Anyway, I digress on the coffee because I love coffee. You just showed me your French press. I love you even more because French press coffee is probably one of the best types of coffees that you can have. I want to do a whole podcast on coffee because I love it that much. Um, AeroPress coffee is the next best piece that you can do. Um, Drip coffee is probably the, actually Keurig is probably the worst. It's the most convenient, but it's probably the worst. Um, But anyway, I never thought I was going to drink black coffee. And then because um, our CrossFit coach, decided no added sugar, but she also told me that I cannot have sugar-free syrups. And I was like, are you serious? Like, that's how, that's how I get my little bit of sweetness in my coffee. And so I ended up having to drink black coffee. So, and I'm fine with it now, you know, I'll drink it, you know, I'll drink it with a little bit of of maybe some half an half or a little bit of heavy cream just to give a little bit of sweetness to it. Mm -hmm. But, um, or maybe some monk fruit or stevia, which are some great alternatives to your sweet tooth mm-hmm. guys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't do a lot of honey or maple syrup because there's a lot of natural sugar, but that's a lot of sugar. I may take one packet of a monk fruit or a stevia and put it in my coffee. And that suffices the, the, the sweet tooth in myself. So I just never knew that I could do it until I tried it, you know? And so I think as you're saying, you just got to get to it and try it and do it. You just don't know because we're afraid to try something new. And that's, that's the, that's the end of the story on that one. So it's, yeah. Yeah. But so we got sugar. Mm -hmm. Take a look at what's in your pantry right now, guys, as we, as we get ready to close this out, take a look at what's in your pantry, go take some inventory. 
And again, we're not telling you to go and rebuy everything. I don't think that that's feasible for anybody in here. And if that is feasible for you, please come over to my house and take me to whatever grocery store you want to go to, because I would love for you to redo that my, at my house, but I can't do that. Um, we can start somewhere. So if you're out of something and you're about to run to Walmart or Target or anywhere, listen to this and figure out what an alternative is for you to try. If you don't have fresh fruit in your house, buy some. Even listen, <clears throat> I make smoothies with frozen fruit. You know, that that helps too. Mm -hmm. So um, watch the sugar intake that you're taking in. Uh, watch the added sugar. Flip, flip the recipe over. Flip the nutritional facts over. You will be surprised. Processed mm -hmm. oils. Figure out what an alternative is instead of that... Um, you know, Wesson's canola oil that you are probably cooking with, um, get some avocado oil, uh, get mm -hmm. some olive oil out there, uh, get some of that, that good fat that you can put in your body because it actually processes through quickly. Um, mm -hmm. so it doesn't sit there in store and just like our carbs, we didn't even get into this, but the more carbs you eat, the more it turns into sugar, the more it turns into fat and you could sit there and, and do, uh, by the way, did you do the workout today at all? Is it mm -hmm. terrible? Um, it wasn't that bad. No. Wasn't that bad? Okay. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cause you, I, I, I've, I've seen the leaderboard and you, you, you beat me all the time and I feel very terrible about myself, but, um, but it doesn't matter how much you're exerting in the gym. If you are not stopping some of the stuff coming in so that what you're doing in the gym is actually paying off over time. You're yeah. actually, you're, you're defeating the purpose. A, you're mm -hmm. paying way too much for food. You're paying way too much for the gym for nothing to happen. And that's when right. you come back and six months ago, I look the same. I don't feel any better. Mm -hmm. I go to the gym seven days a week. It's because you're not, we're not paying attention. And that was me. We're not paying attention to what's putting in our body. Mm -hmm. So sugars, mm -hmm. processed oils, and then find, find your happy medium for that 80-20 and find out what it is that you want to spend your 20% on. Maybe for you, it's the salty carb that you want to, you know, you want to eat some potato chips. You want to eat, um, a, 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 you're going to laugh at me, like maybe a cookout meal. But that's just one time. Like, don't don't go overboard and eat cookout like my kids that would go to cookout every day. Like, they would literally go to cookout every day or Bojangles or anywhere else. Um, but like for me, it's Andy's. You know, I, maybe that's my one treat for the week of hard work and say, okay, I'm mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. And no, maybe not get a large, get the small. Thank and you. see, you know, it's I'm learning. See, you taught me You're something learning. today, so I appreciate sure. that. Um, you know, and it's watching the portions that you put on your plate. Um, yeah. A lot of times our plates in America have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger over the years. And we don't know what a real portion size is anymore. Like, I, I still don't even know what four ounces as opposed to two ounces. You know, instead of we get a food scale out. And, you know, a lot of people don't have time to do that. They're They're in a rush. But you know, you can look on Google and, and stuff like that and figure out, you know, what a fist size of chicken is as opposed to, uh, I've learned like what a, uh, what a serving of almonds and almonds are one of my favorite, favorite nuts out there. I love almonds. I eat them almost every day. Um, you know, I pour some in my palm and I know that's about a quarter of a cup. Um, I kind of measure that out for myself and that's what I eat. And I, and I love almonds. So 
And the last thing I would say is water. Guys, we didn't even get to that, but you need to consume a ton of water because water helps flush out your system. It flushes out all of the crap that's in there every day. If you are thinking about all of this eating and then you're like, I'll, I'll just drink a Diet Coke. Well, that doesn't help you because there's a lot of stuff in the Diet Coke, even though it doesn't have sugar or Coke Zero doesn't have sugar, it still has a lot of stuff in there that's not really great for your body to process. Your kidneys are not doing well. And that's a whole nother podcast of what we put in there. So, um, but thank you so much for joining me. I, I had so much fun with this. So how can people get in contact with you? Um, I'm going to put it in, uh, the, the chat here. You offer food coaching, nutritional coaching services yourself. Mm -hmm. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah. Um, well, you see, I watched the social dilemma and therefore my Instagram is gone. Um, uh, so I have a Facebook. I don't check it. Don't message me. Email me, Michelle at sweatnet.com. M I C H E L L E at sweatnet.com. I'd be happy to talk to you about what I do for individuals or what I do for companies. Uh, either one would love to help. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll just go from there. Perfect. Um, and so you know, I think I, I just put it in the chat. So when, when people re rewatch this, um, they, they can, uh, check that out or when they're listening to the podcast, they can, they can email you and, you know, get kind of all the different types of, of services that you offer from a, from a nutritional coaching. Um, guys, listen, if you, if you're watching or listening right now and you have the capability, let me just say this. If you are truly struggling in understanding what you need to do, then you know, there's no shame in getting help from someone who can mm-hmm. guide you in the right direction. Maybe it's one time that you sit down with somebody. Maybe it's a mm-hmm. six month process. Maybe it's a three week process, whatever. Uh, uh, she can, she can tailor make something for you mm-hmm. to be able to get you where you need to be. You know, maybe it's a one time and you're like, oh yeah, if I did this, this would change my life. But, and everybody is different. Every body type is different. Every body will uh, adapt and change to the changes that you're doing differently. Just like I said, I did keto the second time around for the, for the 30 day challenge. I didn't do as well as I did the first time I did it about five years ago, partly maybe because I'm in the gym, my body has changed. My metabolism has changed a little bit. There was a lot, I would say there's less to lose. You know, keto is great to get you started. I, uh, we're not going to talk about diets. I don't recommend keto for long-term. I think it's very hard to maintain. I think it's a great Kickstarter. If you figure out what you're going to do afterwards, have a plan. Um, at the bottom of this, you need to have a plan. You can't just wake up one morning and go, hmm, I'm not going to have sugar today. What's your plan for tomorrow? What's your plan for six weeks from now? And that's where Michelle can come in and help you kind of get and navigate around that plan. So as always, guys, we we talk about this and we relate this to our spiritual lives. Um, as I said before, I did a podcast on cravings, what you put in your body and also what you put in your spirit is important. We talked a lot about our nutrition from a physical standpoint. If you are uh, also thinking about this from a spiritual standpoint, we have to feed our bodies spiritually. We have to have the right nutrition, right? We have to make sure what we're putting in our spirit what we're, what we're, 
I guess, an analogy of, you know, is it the sugar that we're putting in our spirit or are we finding the right stuff? Are we putting processed crap in our spirits? Um, or are we putting the word of God? Are we putting the community of the church around um, around you so that they can build you up? And, and are you finding coaches and mentors in your life, like Michelle on the nutrition side, from a spiritual standpoint? If you don't have that, my encouragement, do it. If you need to find a good church home, uh, you can shoot us a message on Facebook or you can shoot us a message on Instagram. I'll be more than happy to connect you with a community of believers that you may be looking for around where you are and help you out in that area. Because I think it is highly important that we feed our souls and our spirits as, as well as, as probably more so than we feed our bodies, but in, in direct comparison. Because if we do well with our bodies and our spirits are not in the right place, then um, we're kind of doing ourselves a disservice. So thank you again, Michelle, for being a part of this. I had so much fun doing this and um, I'm going to have you on again because there's so okay. much that we can talk about. We can we can probably yeah. do another episode just on something else. And uh, But really enjoyed um, uh, having you on here. Guys, again, it's Michelle, that is M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E at sweatnet, S-W-E-A-T-N-E-T dot com. Uh, you can shoot her an email, uh, get something set up. Would love to uh, to get you guys connected there. But as always, you can find us on the Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Uh, then you will get this audio on February 15th. So if you want to go back, share it with your friends. If you want to share this off of Facebook Live with your friends, uh, do that. Uh, and we really, really, really appreciate it. So guys, thanks again for joining us on the Faith, Life, and Fitness Show. Hope you guys have an incredible weekend and take care. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Hey, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date on the shows. Finally, our goal is to encourage you to live a God-first life. If you think others would benefit from what you heard today, please share it. We'll catch you next time on the Faith, Life, and Fitness Show.